Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Darren Chain, your announcer for this, the 15th Sunday after Pentecost. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is lay minister Bruce Sletton, organist Mrs. Susan Sinninger, and acolytes Riley Ray and Hallie Shane. Today's order of worship is at www.trinity1874.com. The radio broadcast for today is sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. May God bless us as we worship together. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to worship today. It is a really, it's a good day. It's a good day to be at Trinity Church today. We have a baptism today. We have the dedication of our faculty and staff of our school. 
today. Uh, the children are singing today. The Lord's Supper is here. All of you are here. It is just a really, really great day to be here today. Why don't we stand this morning and greet each other in the name of the Lord. Members, if you see people that you don't recognize, and I see some, please go say hi and welcome them to worship today. And as you are taking your seats, oh, you're so friendly today. This is, this is great. Love it. Friendly every Sunday, of course. But All right, now, as you are taking your seats, we will uh, begin our service today with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Lord, certainly your mercies are new every morning, and for that we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that each and every one of us here today, from the youngest to the oldest, Lord, we are called here not on accident, but on purpose. Lord, we, it is your gospel, your good news about the death and the resurrection of your Son, Jesus, that has called us here. And now, Lord, we ask that as we worship you, that you would give us a zeal in our hearts for your house of worship here. And Lord, truly better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Please stand. And so we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If, we hate, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you, the God, word of thee, by the way of God, and by what we have done of God. We have not loved you with all our heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your presence and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ. to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. 
So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our opening hymn is Father's Welcome, number 605 in the Lutheran Service Book. page 268 to follow the, the order of holy baptism. You may be seated. At this time, I would also invite any of the young disciples that are here today that would like to come up and sit on the steps to see this miracle up close. You may do so now, so please come on up if, if you would like, and you may sit right here on the steps. Any of the young disciples who are here today. So we begin on page 268. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dearly beloved, Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In the last chapter of Mark, our Lord promises whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. And the Apostle Peter has written, baptism now saves you. The Word of God also teaches that we are all conceived and born sinful and are under the power of the devil until Christ claims us as his own. We will be lost forever unless delivered from sin, death, and everlasting condemnation. But the Father of all mercy and grace has sent his Son, Jesus Christ, who atoned for the sin of the whole world, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And how is this child named? Brendan Lee, Lawmaster Hudson, receive the sign of the cross both upon your forehead and upon your heart to mark you as one redeemed by Christ the crucified. Let us pray. Almighty and eternal God, according to your strict judgment, you condemned the unbelieving world through the flood. Yet according to your great mercy, you preserved believing Noah and his family, eight souls in all. You drowned hard-hearted Pharaoh and all his host in the Red Sea, yet led your people Israel through the water on dry ground, foreshadowing this washing of your holy baptism through the baptism in the Jordan of your beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. You sanctified and instituted all waters to be a blessed flood and a lavish washing away of sin. We pray that you would behold, Brendan, according to your boundless mercy and bless him with true faith by the Holy Spirit, that through this saving flood all sin in him which has been inherited from Adam and which he himself has committed since will be drowned and die. Grant that he be kept safe and secure in the holy ark of the Christian church, being separated from the multitude of unbelievers and serving your name at all times with a fervent spirit and a joyful hope, so that with all believers in your promise he would be declared worthy of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. From ancient times, the church has observed the custom of appointing sponsors for baptismal candidates and catechumens. In the Evangelical Lutheran Church, sponsors are to confess the faith expressed, by, expressed in the Apostles' Creed and taught in the small catechism. They are, whenever possible, to witness the baptism of those they sponsor. They are to pray for them, support them in their ongoing instruction and nurture in the Christian faith, and encourage them toward the faithful reception of the Lord's Supper. They are at all times to be examples of, to them of the holy life of faith in Christ and love for the neighbor. Is it your intention to serve Brendan and sponsor in this Christian faith? If so, say yes with the help of God. God enable you to will and to do this faithful and loving work and with his grace fulfill what we are unable to do. Amen. Hear the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. They brought young children to Jesus that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms. He put his hands on them and blessed them. This is the word of the Lord. We pray now the prayer our Lord Jesus himself gave us to pray. Our, our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy
preserve your coming in and your going out from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. And so as his congregational family, we will answer on Brendan's behalf the questions that you see before you on page 270. Brendan, do you renounce the devil? Yes, I Do you renounce all his works? Yes, I Do you renounce all his ways? Yes, I Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting? Yes. And Brendan, do you desire to be baptized? Yes. Come on over. Brendan Lee Lawmaster Hudson. Over here, this way. I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Here you go. See, look at there. It's got your name, name on it, see? The Almighty and the Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, and has forgiven you all your sins, strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. Receive this white garment that Brendan has, or that his dad has there, to show you that you have been clothed with the robe of Christ's righteousness that covers all sin. So shall you stand without fear before the judgment seat of Christ to receive the inheritance prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Receive this burning light. Live always by the light of Christ and be ever watchful for his coming, that you may meet him with joy and enter with him into the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which shall have no end. Amen. Let's go before the altar. If you guys could spread out just a little bit. Come on up. We may have a future pastor on our hands. He went right up to the altar. (laughs) Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful God and Father, we thank and praise you that you graciously preserve and enlarge your family and have granted to Brendan the new birth and holy baptism and made him a member of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and an heir of your heavenly kingdom. We humbly implore you that as he has now become your child, that you would keep him in his baptismal grace that according to your good pleasure he may faithfully grow to lead a godly life to the praise and honor of your holy name. And finally, with all your saints, obtain the promised inheritance in heaven through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And Brandon, you're going to come down here with me. We're going to look at all of these wonderful people over here. Stop right there. It is my joy and privilege to introduce to you today Brendan Lee Lawmaster Hudson.
as he has now become a baptized child of the Heavenly Father, he seeks your prayers as his congregational family. So if it is your intention to pray for him, to pray for his family, to pray for those who love him and continue to encourage him in his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, then welcome him by saying, Brendan, we welcome you. And you, Brendan, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Okay, you guys can have a seat. And uh, the children that have come up, you may go back and have a seat as well. We continue with the introit. Your testimonies are righteous forever. Righteous are you, O Lord. You've appointed your testimonies in righteousness. My zeal consumes me. Your promise is well tried. Your righteousness is righteous forever. Your testimonies are righteous forever. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord.
be with you. Let us pray. O Lord, keep your church in your perpetual mercy. And because without you we cannot but fall, preserve us from all things hurtful, and lead us to all things profitable to our salvation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. Our Old Testament reading comes from Exodus chapter 12, beginning at the 21st verse. Then Moses called all the elders of Israel and said to them, Go and select lambs for yourselves according to your clans and kill the Passover lamb. Take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and touch the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. None of you shall go out of the door of this house until the morning. For the Lord will pass through the, to strike the Egyptians, and when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to enter your houses to strike you. You will observe the right as a statute for you and for your sons forever. And when you come to the land that the Lord will give you, as he promised, you shall keep this service. And when your children say to you, what do you mean by this service? You shall say, it is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover. For he passed over the houses of the people of Israel in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians but spared our houses. And the people bowed their heads and worshipped. This is the word of our Lord. Fear the Lord, you his saints. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. The special music this morning will be from the Sunshine Choir and Chimers under the direction of Mrs. Amanda Minnie.
Uh, the children come up now for the children's bit. Is this thing, oh, it is working now, okay. Very good. All right, well, again, good morning. Think it's working now, it is working again. All right, Kurt and Darren, we'll just kind of work through this a little bit. Um, hey, I tell you, Brendan's special morning began with a baptism, didn't it? And that is one of God's important sacraments that he's given us to help establish faith in Jesus as our Savior, right? Yep, everybody agrees. You bet. I started the morning this morning. I had to go out and check cows. We're having brand new baby calves, and I need to make sure that all those mamas and those babies are all doing good. Well, I got done with that job, and I was hungry. I was ready for some breakfast. How many of you guys got some breakfast this morning? Yeah, good. Most all of you did. Um, How many of you, and be honest, how many of you are already thinking about supper? Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Hey, I'd like to hear, what if, if you've got your choice for supper tonight, what would you like to eat? Okay? All right. Ramen. Ramen noodles? Oh, hey, how about that? Pork sandwich. Pork sandwich. A pork sandwich. There's a guy that thinks a little bit like me. All right. What would you like for supper? Spaghetti. Ooh, spaghetti. Anybody have another good idea? All right. Here's a couple of young men. Waffles. Hey, how about breakfast for supper? We do that at home every now and then. Spaghetti. Another fan of spaghetti. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. As I was getting ready for our children's message, I was thinking about all that. And one of the things that I pulled out of, of Miss Robin's cabinet that I thought was pretty cool is, any of y'all, y'all remember this? Now, this is the new Trandy Lutheran cookbook. There's a lot of great recipes in the old one, too. This one says, Trandy Lutheran's Tasty Treasures. And as I was kind of pouring through that and thinking about some things I might like for dinner... I came to a section in the cookbook that I found pretty intriguing, and I think some of you will like this also. There's a section in the back, and there were some young people back when this cookbook was put together in 2014 about your age, and some of them may be sitting right in front of me yet today that said they had some favorites, all right? A young man named Vanson drew a great picture of grilled cheese cooking. Um, I think his grandma and grandpa are sitting back there behind me. They know who that is. Hey, this this young man played some awful good football on Friday night. Peyton Manning said tater tot casserole was an awful good thing to eat for dinner. How about that? Sadie 
pumpkin pie double cheesecake. Now, there's a young lady that she knows, under, she knows what good desserts are. Okay, hey, here's the, part that, here's the part that I thought was kind of fun. I'm looking at a couple of fellows here that had some interesting, interesting things to say about supper and, and other meals. Colton, did you know that you talked about how to scramble eggs? Would anybody like to learn what Colton thought was a good way to do that in kindergarten? Colton says, no, John, they do not want to know that. <laughs> okay, we won't share all your surprises. I'll have to look it up. Cordell, you talked about cooking pizza. How about that? Um, uh, I liked that. August, August Black, he talked about hamburgers. Kyle, Kyle Turner, steak. Now, this one kind of cracked me up. I don't really know. My dad just cooks them. And I'd say Kyle just ate them, right? And that's all A-OK. Hey, supper is an important thing for us. Food nourishes our bodies, doesn't it? We need breakfast and lunch and supper, and at your age, maybe some snacks in between to keep us strong and to help us feel full, able to go about all the things that we need to do. But there's a supper that Jesus talked about, and Pastor Bruce is going to read it to read about it in just a second in the epistle lesson. It's called the Lord's Supper. And a little while in the service, the adults and older members of our congregation that have been confirmed will come forward and take part in that. Jesus' body and blood in and with the bread and wine. Pastor's going to talk a lot about that in the sermon, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it now. But what you're going to think, or what I think what you're going to find as you grow up, while hamburgers and pizza and spaghetti are all delicious for our belly, the most important supper that you're going to get to partake in every week is going to be the Lord's Supper because that gives you strength and faith and forgiveness of sins. And you're going to realize just how important that is for you all week long. All right, let's say a quick little prayer, and then we'll head back to our seats. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you've blessed us with such great cooks in our lives that have such good recipes that they even put them in cookbooks to share with others. We know that food is important for us to help our bodies grow and get stronger. But dear Lord, we pray that you would help us to always remember how important it is to allow our faith to grow and get stronger through taking part in the Lord's Supper. And dear Lord, our special prayer this morning is that you would help moms and dads, grandmas, grandpas, aunts and uncles, and all of the older people who are helping raise these fine young children to make sure that they get into confirmation class when it's time so that they too can be educated and taught about the importance of the sacraments and therefore be ready to be confirmed and partake in the Lord's Supper with the rest of the congregation when it's time for them to do that. Bless and be with all these young people and their families today and help us to listen and pay attention and grow and learn in our faith this morning as we listen to Pastor's sermon about the Lord's Supper. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
The epistle reading for this morning comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning at the 23rd verse. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus in the night when he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 26th chapter. Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. This is the gospel of our Lord. Our hymn of the day is, Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence number 621 in the Lutheran Service Book.
pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is really all three lessons, both from the Old Testament, the Epistle, and the Gospel lesson for this morning. And I want to begin with just sort of a, of a pastoral confession. There are days when I get done with my sermons, and I think, man, I converted the whole church. They're going to give me Pastor of the Year Award. They don't actually have those, thank, thank God. But, um, and then there are some sermons where I get done and I think, man, that was just rotten and awful, terrible. It was just a dog of a sermon. And here's what's funny, is that the, the sermons where I think that I do really, 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 really good, I stand in the back and I'm kind of shaking hands and I'm waiting for everybody to say, good job, pastor, good sermon, good sermon. Hardly anybody tells me that on those particular sermons. But the ones where I think that I have just preached an absolute dog of a sermon, everybody loves. What is it with you people? I don't understand. <laughs> I tell you that to tell you this. One of the selfish reasons for why I love the Lord's Supper is because even though I might preach a dog of a sermon, and I might mess it up terribly, and I have done that, I know that I can't possibly mess that up. And what a comfort that that is to me, and what... Uh, grace that that is for me. And the reason why I can say that is really the same reason, is the same lens for which all of Scripture is read. That it is God who is doing the work of salvation. Even if I might fumble up on the words of the Lord's Supper, it doesn't change the fact that it is still his body and blood, and and it doesn't change the fact that it is still for the forgiveness of, of our sins. And even though I am just as sinful as you are, it doesn't change the fact that it is still his body and blood. It doesn't change the fact that it is still for the forgiveness of your sins. And even though I might preach a dog of a sermon, I know that communion is coming. And it doesn't depend on me. It depends everything on the Word of God, specifically the command of Jesus in our text for today, where he has his last supper with his disciples, and he says, take and eat, this is my body, take and drink, this is my blood. Now, Let's go back to the book of Exodus and even back a little bit further to the book of Genesis and sort of understand the origins of the Lord's Supper. If you go all the way back to Genesis, after Adam and Eve have sinned, they, make, they try to make coverings for themselves because they are ashamed of the fact that they are naked. And then God comes, finds them, pronounces all of the curses upon them. And then in a small verse kind of a small phrase that you would probably miss over if you weren't looking carefully. What does God do after that? He makes coverings 
for them. And how does he make the coverings? He has to kill an animal and take its skin in order to make coverings for his people. Really, the first sacrifice in Scripture that we know about. The first time in which God sacrificed an animal, sacrificed something else's blood so that his people would be clothed and so that they could receive his gospel. Then, of course, we have the book of Exodus, and we all are very familiar with the Passover story. God tells the Hebrews, he tells them that they must kill a lamb, and then with that lamb's blood, put the blood over the doorposts. And as we know how the, the story goes, Charlton Heston does that, and he lives. Kidding. The people put the blood over the doorposts, The angel of death passes over those doors, those homes, and everybody in their home lives because of the sacrifice of something else, because of the Lamb's blood. Of course, a foreshadowing of the Lamb of God's blood that was shed on the cross. And so what is it? What is the Lord's Supper? Well, Let me begin by telling you what it's not. Now, everything that I am going to tell you is not something that I have made up. It's not something that I have conjured. Everything that we will talk about is found in Scripture. So let's talk about what it's not. Because according to the words of Jesus in the epistle lesson as well as the gospel, he makes it explicitly clear exactly what it is. So, the first thing that it is not is a symbol. It is not a symbol. It is not symbolic of something. It is not just something that we do once every year in order to somehow get closer to Jesus. No, it is not a symbol. It is not symbolic. It is not a representation. It is the wine and the bread do not merely represent the body and the blood of Christ. And we're going to talk about why. And it is not merely something that we do sort of haphazardly. It is not merely something that we do without thinking. But it is something that we do because we are invited by God into, the, into this of the most intimate of meals that he shared with his disciples. With this, the most intimate of meals that he shares with us today. And so then, how do we know this? Well, in our text, if you just look at the gospel, Jesus says, this is my body, which is given for you. Jesus says, this is my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. And so how do we know that it is not a representation? How do we know that it is not a symbol? Luther put it perfectly, is means is. So when Jesus says that something is, we take it on faith and believe it to be true. 
And so why is it then that, that we can have a hard time believing that when Jesus says that the wine is his blood and the bread is his body, why do we have a hard time believing that? But we can take on faith that when Jesus calls himself the good shepherd, that he is the good shepherd, that we believe that. Or when he calls himself the bread of life. Or when he calls himself the narrow door. Or when he calls himself the narrow path. Or when he calls himself the way and the truth and the life. Pick your adjective. When Jesus says that something is, we simply believe it, right? One of my favorite things that I tell my 7th and 8th grade kids is that if Jesus told you to eat a chocolate chip cookie every day for the rest of your life and you will be saved, you would do it, and happily. But no. He says that this bread which I am giving to you is my body, that this wine which I am giving to you is my blood. Now, we know that we are not drinking his mercury-filled blood. We know that we are not gnawing on his actual flesh. And yet, still, Jesus says, this is my body, and this is my blood, for the forgiveness of your sins. So then, how is it that it is his body? How can we say that it is his body and that it is his blood? One simple answer, faith. Because really, all that faith is, is trusting in the promises of God. And so when Jesus promised that this supper, that this sacrament would be for the forgiveness of your sins, he, he means it. I mean, we just read it, right? And when Jesus says that it is his body given for you and it is his blood shed for you, we simply believe it. Because has Jesus ever failed us before? Well, no. And so we simply believe that is means is. And according to Luther, it is actually the first thing that we learn about this sacrament. The most important thing, the lens through which we view this sacrament and, of course, the sacrament of holy baptism is that both are instituted, given, commanded by Christ. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me, Jesus says. And we can be assured of where it comes from. We can be assured of where rest, where we can find rest from the devil the world and our sinful nature, the sufferings that we go through. Here is Luther on this. The devil is a furious enemy. When he sees that we resist him and attack the old man, and where he cannot rout us by force, he sneaks and skulks about everywhere, trying all kinds of tricks, and does not stop until he has finally worn us out so that we become indifferent or impatient. Does this sound familiar? For such times when our, when our heart feels too sorely pressed, this comfort of the Lord's Supper is given to bring us strength and refreshment. This too, he says, but those who feel their weakness, who are anxious to be rid of it and desire help, should regard and use the sacrament as a precious antidote against the poison in their systems. For here in the sacrament you receive from Christ's lips the forgiveness of sins, which contains and conveys God's grace and spirit with all of his gifts, protection, defense, and power against death and the devil and all evils. Luther calls it the antidote, the cure, the miracle cure that God gives us 
for our sin, for the sufferings in our world. Now, does that mean that it's going to take away all of our sufferings? Well, no. You and I both know that. But what it does mean is that no matter what you walk through those doors with, whatever suffering that you were going through, and believe me, we, there are many of us here that are going through different kinds of battles and different kinds of sufferings and different kinds of things that we are just tired of battling and tired of dealing with. And it is precisely for that reason why he bids you come, why he invites you to come and take part in his body and his blood for the forgiveness of your sins. I used to think when I was little, I used to think in coming to church that there is no way possible that I am worthy to receive this sacrament, so why do I even go up there? I'm so sinful, I'm so awful and so rotten. If you have ever had those thoughts, if you, have ever, if you are even having those thoughts today, know this, you are precisely the person that God wants at that rail. Precisely the person. Because this is why the sacrament was given, was to nourish our faith, was to strengthen our souls. It is the most intimate and as close to God as we will get on this side of eternity. Nothing else gets us closer. In the epistle lesson, the Apostle Paul, at the very last sentence there, he says, and we, will, and we do this in order to proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Jesus says a couple of chapters after this, after the gospel lesson, Matthew chapter 28, the last thing, the last words, the last earthly words that he told his disciples was what? And behold, I am with you always until the very end of the age. And so there he is. Again, faith is simply believing in the promises of God. God promises you that, that, is, that his body and blood is for the forgiveness of our sins. And he promises you that it is his body, and he promises you that it is his blood. How does that happen? I don't know. And that's okay, because I don't have to know. I do not have to know how everything that God gives me works. I do not have to understand how God loves me in order for him to love me. He just does. And I don't get it. I don't understand it. Many days I ask God, why in the world am I here as a pastor? I just, I don't know. But he bids me come. And he bids you come. To believe that it is his body. To believe that it is his blood. To believe that it is for the forgiveness of your sins. And think about, think about this. We were talking about this in the adult Bible class this morning. Think about it like this too. What harm does it do you to take Jesus at his word and to believe that it is his body and to believe that it is his blood for the forgiveness of your sins? There is no harm in that. But conversely, Paul 
talks about in his, in, in his letters, he talks about how if you don't believe that, there is harm. And if you come to the table and you don't believe that, then there is harm. Because you're not obeying the words that Jesus has spoken. Again, I'll say this until I'm blue in the face. Faith is trusting in the promises of God. And that's why I said at the outset of this that these are not my words. I'm not making this up. You read it for yourselves. Take and eat, Jesus says. This is my body. Take and drink, Jesus says. This is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And as often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And thanks be to God that he is with us always. Always is he with us until the very end of the age. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Apostles' Creed. It is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. At this time, I invite the Trinity Lutheran school faculty and staff to come forward at the altar, please. We will also, as a congregation, be using those slips of paper that you were given. Uh, everybody should have one, and if not everybody has one, at least one person per family should have one. I, yeah, I have it already. So please come forward. And so we begin. God, through the Holy Spirit, gave many gifts, all of which are useful to build the church of Jesus Christ. Today we are recognizing the giving of gifts to do the work of the church at Trinity Lutheran School. All of you have been chosen and have agreed to serve in the Christian education ministries of our church. This ministry requires commitment and a servant spirit. As you minister to the students given to your care, 
Will you accept your responsibilities with joy and support each other? Will the congregation please stand? You have now heard the commitments made by the teachers and workers in our church and in our school. As you participate in the ministries of this church, will you accept the responsibility of supporting them? With the help of God, we will stand by our teachers and workers. We will pray for them and encourage them. We commit ourselves Therefore, I am pleased to dedicate all of you to the work of Jesus Christ at Trinity Lutheran School. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And will the congregation please join me in saying this last section. We now send you to your tasks. May you be empowered by God's Spirit to joyfully serve. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers, to equip his people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Please be seated, uh, and I'm going to ask all of you to gather around the font, and I invite anybody who would like to come forward uh, as we lay hands on these folks here to pray for them in their ministry, and in their work for our school. Anybody who would like to, to please come forward and join me in praying over them. And you guys are going to have to get in a little bit tighter. (laughs) It's okay to touch. It's, It's okay. Shoulders. And so we pray, dear Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for these folks that are gathered here around this font, and we thank you, Lord, uh, that it is this font that, that reminds us for why you have called us here, why you have called them here uh, to, to work uh, amongst your harvest, harvest field. Uh, Lord, we pray that in all things, uh, that, that they would seek you first, and Lord, we know that you are with them, and Lord, we know that you are there, Emmanuel, that you are God with them, so let everything that they think, do, and say Lord, that it would be a reflection of that hope. Lord, we know that you have called them uh, not only to be here, but you have called them for this particular time and place, Lord, to serve this particular group of people that you have called to be here. And for that, Lord, we thank you. We ask for your continued blessing to be upon them, Lord, and knowing and trusting that you are our Heavenly Father and that you hear us in all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And thank you for coming up, and you may go back and sit down.
At this time, we will gather our tithes and offerings. In the pew that you are in is a red sign-in book, and whether you are a member or a guest with us, we ask that you would sign that uh, so that we know that you were here. Uh, If you are a guest with us, if you would be so kind as to leave us a way to get into contact with you, whether a phone number or an address, that we can thank you uh, for coming to worship with us here today. We gather our tithes and offerings.
Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this day and leading us here so we can worship you. As the beautiful sunrise this morning signals a new day in our lives, your refreshing word gives us the strength to live a life filled with joy and hope. Remind us this week we should leave today with the absolute assurance that the gift of your body and blood will provide forgiveness of our sins, refresh us, and gives us a foretaste of the great feast yet to come. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the sick, those who struggle with emotional or spiritual issues, those who are hospitalized, those who will undergo surgery, those on the road to recovery. We lift up all those on our health list, Melba, Landreth, Janice, Carol, Ethel, Joan, Addison, Steve, Becky, Wayne, Bob Dodson, Mark, Lorne, Gary, Bob Curtit, Emma, Brenda, Rosemarie, Bob Yelenek, John Alexander, Debbie, Mary, Fred, Lisa, Jen, Catherine, Deborah, Joe, Phil, Louise, Ruth, Loetta, Glennon, Dennis Stellwagen, Dennis Naust, Nellie, Gary Dagan, John Eden. Lord, all of these on our health list we lift up to you, as well as those we now name in our hearts. Heavenly Father, you are the great healer. Be with those who are currently dealing with these conditions or issues, and if it be your will, heal them completely. And give them a sense of your presence during these difficult times as they reach out to you for comfort. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for our leaders who hold positions of service nationally, in our state, and in our local communities. Father, these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as part of their commitment to serve. Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom, to govern in a way that glorifies your name. Keep them mindful of those who cannot speak for themselves, especially the unborn. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all the brave men and women who serve in the military, especially those who serve in the most dangerous places. We lift up to you in prayer today Christopher Smith, who is serving in the Navy, Luke Sharp, who is serving in the Marines, Derek Moore, who is serving in the Air Force, and David Hesseman, who is deployed overseas, as well as their families who pray and wait for their safe return. We think of all first responders, police, fire, and emergency personnel. Father, we pray that you will send your heavenly angel to watch over them, to protect them against all harm. Strengthen and encourage them so they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we watch the news and see the devastation caused by the floods in the southern part of our country, the damage to property, the displacement of families, so many affected. Be with those, all of those affected, giving them a sense of comfort and assurance that even now you are with them. Lord, in your mercy. God, we praise you as the God of all creation. You brought Brendan into this world six and a half years ago, and now through water and word you have given him the promise of salvation, making him one of your own. We welcome him into our church family and look forward to watching him grow, not only physically, but spiritually as well. Give an extra measure of your grace to both mom and dad as they 
continue this new chapter in their lives. Keep this family safe and healthy. Lord, in your mercy. We give thanks, O Lord, for the many blessings you have given to your servant, Raymond Spree, celebrating 89 years of life, especially for bestowing on him length of days in this present life. Grant that he may always know your loving kindness, abide in the confession of your name, and put trust each day in your gracious care and protection. May this celebration of his birth be a celebration of life both now and the life to come. Lord, in your mercy. For the anniversaries being celebrated, Lord God, Heavenly Father, you instituted holy matrimony, blessed and honored it with the presence of your son at the marriage at Cana in Galilee, and even now, continue to protect and preserve it. We thank you for the fatherly love and grace which you bestowed upon Dan and Joan, who are celebrating 37 years of Christian union through their marriage. Continue to be with them, Lord, until the end of their days, even as you have guided them in the past. Be their health, strength, refuge, and life, as they serve as an example to all who honor your blessing of marriage. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, Lord, I offer up a special prayer for this congregation of yours. As you continue to bless us, keep us focused on what's most important in our lives. Help each of us find the time to be in your word, spend time in daily prayer, strengthen our hearts for mission, and finally nurture the love we have for you and each other. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death in the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am
Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Please stand. Now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. Thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Brightstead, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.christatradio.com. We commend you to love and care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evidence to you in all things. Your announcer has been Darren Shane. Just a few announcements before we close for this morning. There is a short prayer session every Sunday after chapel, I'm sorry, after service in the chapel, uh, right outside of these doors and to the left for anybody who would like to join in for uh, a short time of prayer. 
Um, family devotions, whether you are a member or a guest with us, uh, if you have not yet had a chance to sign up on the sign-up sheet that's on the clipboard on the table in the Narthex for the free family devotion material, um, again, all of that is, uh, com- is completely free, uh, and it is a great way uh, for you to be in devotion with your family. Uh, if you would like to sign up with your email, please write that on the sign-up sheet that is in the back, and I will add, the, and I will add you to our list. The Ladies' Aid LWML will have a mission workday Monday, September the 23rd, tomorrow, beginning at 9 a.m. in the Fellowship Hall. We have a number of quilts ready to be assembled and tacked for various missions. Bring a covered dish to share for lunch, and everyone is invited to come. Uh, the next council meeting will be next Sunday, uh, September the 29th at 1 p.m., Uh, And then the voters' meeting and potluck will be on October the 27th following the church service. And then also the turkey shoot fundraiser for the church and school is on October the 19th, starting at 10 a.m. at Ryan and Janelle Stockton's home. If you do not know where that is, uh, please find me, um, and I will be happy uh, to tell you where that is. Uh, I thank all of you for for being here today, and I pray that you all have a very blessed week.